0: Welcome to the Cat and Moose podcast. I'm Cat. And I'm Moose. This is a true life podcast where we explore the quirks of being human. Hey, Cat, guess what? What, Moose? This is our 20th episode. What? Are you serious? You and I have never stuck with anything every week of our lives.
1: Moose, you know what? We have actually stuck together with a lot of things over the 20 plus years that we've known each other. And the fact that this is the 20th episode of the Cat and Moose podcast, do you know what I'm gonna buy you? Well, I wanna know. I'm gonna buy you a set of China. Do you know why? Well is is that the 20th thing? Yes. China is the gift of the 20th anniversary. And so I'm going to gift you the country that created the coronavirus.
0: you know what I would prefer what is if you would give me a little China Phillips from Wilson Phillips that would be like the biggest gift if you could give me like a little hold on for one more day
1: oh I could give you a little bit of hold on for one more day I will give you China Phillips now China Phillips Baldwin from Wilson Phillips hold on for one more day it's our 20th anniversary of the cat and moose podcast and by 20th anniversary we mean 20th episode hold on for one
0: more day things will go your way. Uh, uh. Uh, I have a question. <laughs> what were you just doing? I as we were setting up the audio, I heard you This is what I heard you whisper. Okay, Montana okay. (laughs) What just happened? Because I am
1: of no use to producer Sarah, when it comes to technical stuff, she was working on something. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to go look at one of the like COVID maps that shows where there are the most and least cases in the United States, because like, I got to get out. Like I got (laughs) to get out of my house.
0: Yeah, that's how I was feeling.
1: Man. And, and, but I don't, I don't want to put anyone else in danger. I don't want to put myself in danger. I just want to change my environment and yeah. I'm happy to use like the no touch speed pass at the Exxon station or whatever it is. I'm 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 happy to do all the things, protocol, gloves, masks, all of it, like hazmat suit. I really <laughs> will do it. I just, I got to get to a different place. And so it looks like the place to be is Montana.
0: And like I've never been so? to Montana. Like in general?
1: I mean, I just looked at the map, and it's got the smallest amount of cases in the U.S.
0: Well, I think it has the smallest amount of people, too. There's some great national parks in Montana. Is there one where I can, like, rent a place to stay? Yes, you need to go to
1: Glacier National Park. Okay, but do I have to take, like, a tent or something, or?
0: Well, no, they've got cabins. Okay, Okay, so this is something I just newly discovered. I have been researching getting a small camper, and everything about that at age 41 feels like I've hit like the halfway mark of life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like,
1: yes, dudes yes. are known to, but like, go buy a
0: Corvette. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I so at, in researching this producer, Sarah has been teaching me about KOA gr- campgrounds. And I've I, I I I'm, never wait, did wait, the whole wait, camping wait. I'm thing.
1: S- wait, I'm sorry. What?
0: <laughs> a KOA campground. Do you know what that is?
1: I, I, well, I don't, but here's what I heard is producer. Sarah has been teaching me about <laughs> campgrounds. And so me? I, I needed to understand what was being said. So K O a campgrounds. Okay. Yeah. What does that stand so, for?
0: Well, I don't have a clue, but, <laughs> <laughs> but she true been teaching Pat- you and true patent news form. I have no idea. <laughs> KOA stands for Campgrounds of America and is the world's largest system of privately held campgrounds with almost 500 locations across the United States and Canada. It was founded in 1962 and is based in Billings, Montana. Apparently, they have some of the best campgrounds. To that point, you not only can just pull in your RV or set up a tent, but on each campground, I think all of them, I don't know, they have little cabins, too. And so really? my, my thought is, uh, if I'm correct and my geography was not correct in the no. last episode at all, that is, I, I yes, said it was that not. Utah touched California, I believe. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that is not true. In fact. Um, but that's not why you listen to our podcast. Um, but anyway, Montana, I believe it. So I believe that's the state that shares Glacial National Park with Canada. And that's where Banff is. And that's where I've been telling you, you have to go. But you can't cross yeah. over to Canada right now. Right. Because the
1: Canadians are doing things right. So they don't want us to come up there. Like, if you look at at their statistics, it's, it's like most like all other times, Canada is doing it right. Another thing Canada is doing right is you guys are listening to Cat and Moose. And that is <laughs> awesome. We love you, Canada. Oh, Canada. Canada. I, don't mean,
0: I don't know the oh, song. Oh, Canada. I don't we think either Celine. of those melodies. We love poutine, and we love Leslie in Canada. Ba, ba, da, ba, ba. We love. I keep wanting to blame them for the mayonnaise on the fries, but that's Germany. Well, in 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 the notes, I actually learned it was Norway. Oh
1: really? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have yeah, any
0: in your DNA? I'm sorry. Do you have? <laughs> <laughs>
1: breaking up because our internet is on AOL dial-up during COVID-19 because that's what I need during Zoom meetings is
0: AOL dial-up. Oh my god. Damn. (laughs) Damn. Uh, We are back to being quarantined. We're all over the place. But, okay, I asked you if you... I just pictured that, me saying, do you have any Norwegian in you? And then I pictured you... (laughs) I pictured you only hearing, do you have any... (laughs) in you? And you were like, what? Excuse me? Excuse me? (laughs) So what I was asking if you have inside of you is Norwegian. (laughs) (laughs) I currently do not have
1: anything inside of me, for the record. <laughs> I'm referring to- And I definitely, I definitely... Um, I do not think...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God. I'm inside, inside, inside of, of your this-
0: ethnicity. <laughs> bubbles.
1: Right. We talked about... We talked about how... Um, I have to have uh, ancestry from Northern Europe because if you have juvenile diabetes, then somewhere in your lineage you have um, Northern European uh, DNA or ancestry or whatever. Because one of the things that the body learned how to do when the Black Plague existed is the body actually created like a mutation where now we can be immune from the black plague, but it also causes a mutation where it's possible to develop juvenile diabetes. So that happened way back during the black plague. So all that say is, you is Norway like,
0: apart. <laughs> are you messing with me? No, not at all. It's true. The black plague is related to juvenile diabetes? It is. Yeah. Okay. I had no. I literally was smiling the whole time because I thought you were just Uh, with me. No, I'm not messing with you. I.
1: It's very true. I learned that if you have juvenile diabetes, you have to have um, DNA heritage from Northern Europe because of the Black Plague.
0: Wow. Okay, that's fascinating. I really didn't know that. So back oh. to Montana, I think. You <laughs> the could fact find- that we talked about it back in like episode four <laughs> and that you don't know about it delights me not, heaven. Well, oh, with the Wi-Fi, man. I feel like we've been doing this for twenty five minutes, but I think we're only like four <laughs> minutes in. Okay, so are you really considering going to like the least COVID related place and just popping up shop? Cause I'm telling you, It is a lifesaver when it comes to just needing to get out of your environment. It helped me and Sarah to take that trip so much. It seemed like it really did because you came back with COVID. (laughs) No, 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 no.
1: Let me, okay, let's address this. (laughs) hey guys let's go on a road trip as a matter of fact let's go to California (laughs) where there's 16,444,000 cases and then come back and you guys I'm so
0: worried about you okay hold on I want to address something that is happening right now at least in our community there's a lot of COVID shaming happening and I'm totally joking and totally being serious at the same time because I oh. actually had someone, I have a friend that is a mutual friend of ours who <clears throat> had to go into the hospital this week mm-hmm. and I've had so many people say, where did he get it? Hmm. And I'm as if like he picked it up on a toilet seat <laughs> at, a, right. at a rest stop on I-75 and uh-huh. he, he sat down instead of putting one of those paper sheets down. Hmm. Like you are a dirty dirty person
1: (laughs) (laughs) and to me I think the thing that that is interesting is when people go well where did you get it like do you know do you you like do you you go like you go to buy a cup of coffee and I'm also going to go and get some COVID-19 exactly I'd like a side
0: instead of like a a two packs of sugar can I get two packs of COVID because you know what I just want to get it over with
1: yeah. That's, that's awful. I'm really sorry that there has been shame attached to that uh, for anybody. You shamed with me. That. Let
0: me be clear. I, I know.
1: <laughs> I, I recognize that I just did that and I'm really sorry.
0: I love you. Um, no, in all seriousness, it is interesting to notice though. I had another friend who tested positive and was back in the office, has a small office. And he said, it was very interesting when I did tell my co-workers I was at work when I found out and so I obviously out responsibly wanted to let people know and he was like was very vulnerable and was like you could see people like backing away from me and it's like man come on y'all we don't do that with the flu we don't say where'd you catch it <laughs> on the street corner <laughs> right, on Dickerson right. Pike yeah
1: Yeah. It's, it's a really, um, it's a really sensitive thing. I was, um, speaking with my mom this week on the phone and, uh, my mom's been really careful. She's a frontline worker and she's been dealing with, um, uh, giving food to the elderly. Like they come and they kind of do like a drive-through thing now where they used to come in the building and they would eat lunch and, you know, have some social time and play games and all of that. But now they can't do that because of all the things. And, um, and she was saying, she's like, Kat, I, I really don't know that I think you guys should be making light of, of anything related to COVID. And I said, well, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that to an extent. However, like when, there, and not like I know this because I've been through seven global pandemics. I don't know. But I think that when we as a society are in something like this, it's like we've got to be able to have a little bit of stress relief. We've got to be able to have a little bit of let off some steam. And that doesn't mean to be disrespectful. That doesn't mean that we are not honoring those who have suffered and even more so those who have died and even more so the frontline workers that are keeping people alive. Absolutely. Like we are so grateful and so, um, honoring to all of those people. And at the same time, those of us that, that are, struggling with you know the things associated with the pandemic like we've got to have some comic relief and it's like at what point is it okay to laugh about like what we were just talking about versus like do we have to do we have to be super like somber and serious about it all the time I'm curious your perspective on that
0: I'm totally with you like I just because we joke and talk about all of the weird things that are happening along you know this journey it's like of course we have respect for the people that are struggling with it, which, you know, brings us back to, it has hit home for us this past week, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and honestly, uh, you know, so out of transparency, producer, Sarah tested positive, uh, this past week. And, uh, I, we live in the same house. So where do you think she got it? (laughs) My, i'm my, sorry i couldn't help myself my new favorite answer <laughs> tonight is pretty sure from a dirty toilet seat <laughs> from dirty toilet seat probably in a uh, kentucky uh, you know she loves to hang out near those dirty toilet seats uh, um, or colorado or nevada <laughs> colorado and nevada um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say in general, California, like the state, as soon as you drive into it, it gives you, COVID. <laughs> you just get COVID.
1: Uh,
0: across <laughs> the state line. <laughs> now You have COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so to your point of, did we catch it in California? I don't know. I have no idea. Like, same we were being so safe when we did that little national park trek, you know um Mm -hmm. and uh could have been you know but we tested and I tested negative that's the crazy part but because I live in the same house with her I have to she's quarantined as much as you can in one house and um I have to assume that I have it as well and I've had some really bad body aches and uh things that I I think could be symptoms but you know you never know because it's like you watch any sort of TV or listen to any kind of news and it's like, you could be multiplying any kind of symptom by a thousand because all they talk about is the people who've died. And it's like, right. I'm all about taking it seriously. And I think we should a hundred percent, but, um, they should do a few more stories about people who've survived. You know what I mean? Um, and that's not me being political at all. As someone who is watching a friend walk through it and all the scary stuff of, you know, feeling like your chest is tight and things like that, um, it would be nice to have people's (laughs) testimonies and people's, you know, to witness people sharing about how it's not always so bad.
1: Well, and we've talked about that before, how it would be really lovely if the news were to be more about like good things that are going on. Like you, you know, my favorite, my favorite part of the news is uh, NBC news with Lester Holt, the evening news. It's, I watch it religiously every night it, as long as I can. I mean, some nights I can't cause I'm, you know, on a zoom call or something like that. But um, when I can watch it, I do. And my favorite part of NBC evening news with Lester Holt is inspiring America. Like I, I love that. And if the news was that for the yeah. majority, and then there was like this, you know, 45 second, by the way, here are the COVID numbers, here are the terrible things that are going on in the world. Like I, I don't, I understand that the news is what it is because I, I guess it being negative is what draws people to it. But I would be so curious for somebody to do a test to go, what if we, what if we flipped the news on its head? Like what if the news was all positive and then just a tiny bit of here's also the really terrible stuff that's going on out in the world. Like, do you think people would just tune out? Um,
0: I know I don't. I mean, I've, there's a like few, um, I guess, news companies, if you will, and quotes on Instagram that I follow like Upworthy and, and things like that. I think that's the name. It's probably not bless our hearts. Um, (laughs) But there's a few of those that like are truly stories of like people connecting and people having, you know, these beautiful like transition stories and. (laughs) (laughs) I I I I was like, what kind of transition? (laughs) I'm hoping you also know what we mean, but uh, (laughs) that's a whole different account. But back to Lester, uh, I have to honor my, late mother bonnie um she uh loved lester holt and instead of saying like shut up kids i want to watch the evening news it was shut up kids lester is on and she loved him
1: (laughs) oh i think he's great i think he's a great journalist and a great broadcaster okay i have a covid related question for you
0: oh good i'm sure i'll have the right answer (laughs)
1: <laughs> I want you to go to your five arrow of disintegration and I want you to answer this question. Okay. So during COVID, is there such thing as extreme COVID hunger? Like you were telling me the other day that you were ready to like eat a house. Okay. Tell I me forgot about that, that I told
0: you that. And so I got so excited that maybe that was true. Like I thought maybe you were experiencing it. <laughs> Uh, No, I think I'm just uh, I'm I'm I don't know, but I have been yes. Oh God! (laughs) Does COVID cause minor strokes? (laughs) I just my brain just misfired like four times. It's COVID brain. I saw that. Okay, so um, let me start over. (laughs) I was so hungry the other day that I opened up the pantry and I was like, I'm going to eat everything in here, every single thing in here. So I don't know if it's a thing, but it, it's a thing for me, but I'm blaming everything at this point on COVID.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that's fair. It's, it's kind of, it's infiltrated every single aspect of our lives or it has attempted to. Um, so Why did can you, you, ask you tell me that? about, are you hungry? Now I asked you that because it's one of the things on my notes to ask you about. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it standing out to me that you were like, I went and Googled is extreme hunger, a symptom of COVID-19. And I was like, I don't want to hear any more about that. I want to just ask you about it on the podcast. Oh, I appreciate that. Well, yesterday I didn't
0: eat much at all. So it's sort of evened out. Okay. Well, good. How are you feeling today? Pretty good. Honestly, uh, I'm in pain as far as I have a lot of muscle aches. But that's really the only symptom I'm dealing with right now. Oh, I'm
1: so glad to hear that it's not worse than that. So, so you've gotten tested twice, right? Yes. <laughs> Can I hear about your testing experience? Cause I went and got tested this week and, and would love to recount mine.
0: Well, mine was pretty simple. Like, I mean, it feels like, it felt like to me that they were sticking a Q-tip in my frontal lobe uh, the first <laughs> time. And then she was like, oh, don't worry. One more nostril. And I was like, great. Uh, so it was pretty straightforward that time. Uh, yesterday when I got retested, um, it was different. They like didn't stick it as far up, but it literally felt like she put a giant um, ore inside of my nose and just let it sit there. And she <laughs> like said, a, like a let paddle? me just soak it up for, for a minute. And she let it soak up, whatever that means, and then oh took it out. Gosh. And it wasn't as painful. How about you? Wow. Well, okay. So
1: I, I went, I went to an urgent care facility at the advice of you and producer Sarah. So I went to an urgent care facility where I made an appointment. So I was supposed to be there at 1115 and pull up and wait for them to call and all of that. And so, um, so they called me in and I came and I sat down and I sat there for about 30 minutes and there was nobody else in there. So I I was just kind of sitting there and, you know, I had my mask on and I was watching, you know, whatever was on, you know, how they're, they always have like some, like you're remodeling your home show on TV inside of a doctor's office. Why is reason. that? So. I don't know. I don't know. I guess because it's like family friendly or something. I, I really don't know. So I watched a little bit of that and got 17 ideas about how to remodel my house. And <laughs> um, and then finally they called me back and the nurse said, okay, I'm gonna, um, I'm, you know, she asked me a few questions and then she said, you know, I'm gonna insert this into your nose. And I said, well, may I look at it? Can I look at it before you insert it into my nose? And she looked at me like I had seven heads. You know, and I was like, well, I just want to know what's being put inside of my body. Like, well, I think I that's think a that's fair question fair. to ask. Um, and I thought it looked like a mascara brush, like, it looked like a. a- a long thin mascara brush and I was like okay like I'm gonna fill that up in my frontal lobe and I'm <laughs> gonna think of my presentation in my physiology class of Phineas gage who had an iron rod shoved through his frontal lobe so I, I prepared myself for excruciating pain and really it just kind of it was uncomfortable it made my eyes water um and and all of the things and then uh, the doctor came and talked to me and asked me all of the typical covid questions um, and then my appointment was over but he here's the part of it that really disturbed me. Okay. I got in my car and I thought, you know, I'm going to reward myself for going and enduring that. And I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A. I'm going to go and order my favorite diet lemonade and the nugs and the mayonnaise and the French fries that melt on your tongue. And so as I was sitting in the Chick-fil-A line, the drive through line, I got a text that said, hello, Terry. <laughs> Would you please rate your experience at the urgent care center of Brentwood, Tennessee? And I was like, Terry. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And so I just kind of sat there a minute and I was like, my COVID test has been swapped with Terry's.
0: Oh, totally. Terry
1: is. So I, 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 of course it took me like 10 minutes to look up the number to the place. Cause I don't know how to do anything on my phone. And so I, I finally found the number to the place and I talked to the lady that checked me in and she was like, uh, Ms. Davis, there has been no one in our facility today named Terry. And I was like, that's lovely. I still got a text addressing me as Terry And asking me to take a survey about my experience. And my survey is going to be like all zeros unless I know. I said, can you like physically look and tell me that like my vial with my mascara stick in it with my snot on it is matched with my name and is being sent under my name. And she was like, Oh yes, ma'am. And so she went and looked and she was like, yes, everything's right. And, and so she involved several other nurses and people and nobody could figure out why I got a text addressing me as Terry, T-E-R-R-I. Hi Terry, (laughs) please take our survey. I was just
0: about to ask you if it was Terry with a Y or Terry with an I. Nope. It was
1: Terry with an eye. And I, I still to this moment, I'm like, how did that happen? That's disconcerting. Yeah, it is. It, it's a little, it's a little uncomfortable now. Okay. So you've had two COVID tests. You were telling me the other day about the fact that both you and producer Sarah are in possession of an oximeter.
0: We have two in case you need one.
1: You have two oximeters. So what, what, I don't know what an oximeter is. I, I don't even know it if I'm saying to that right. I think
0: it's called a pot. pulse oximeter and uh it's just the thing when you're in the hospital that they stick on your finger to make sure your oxygen's going you know sometimes they tape it on with the red thing but this Mm -hmm. is like a little two little clamshell thing that goes over your finger and Mm -hmm. it basically tells you what your oxygen levels are and so i read early on this is me and my inner six i read early on that that's one of the first ways you can know if you're asymptomatic, but you that you're gonna have symptoms eventually. I don't know. All this doesn't even make sense to me. But I ordered but I thought was one and then I think a friend sent me another one. Um, but ideally you're above ninety six with your oxygen. And then I also okay. learned from a friend that's in the hospital that anything in the nineties is pretty good. Um, mm. so I've just been using that to check and make sure that we're both alive and well. Good. And have you been in the nineties? Yes. It scares you every once in a while because it wants you to be above 96 um, and you pop your finger in and then it'll just say like 90 at first and you're like, I'm dying. Oh my God. Like (laughs) somebody rushed me to the hospital and then it goes up and it's like 99 and you feel amazing again. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, good. Well, I'm glad that you both have an oximeter and I'm glad that you have been checking your oxygen levels and that they have been good and that that is serving you well. I don't have an oximeter, so I might need to get one. But if it's anything like my thermometer that I bought at the beginning of COVID 19, I got it like three days ago. <laughs> so <laughs> I bet if I order an oximeter, I'll probably get it, you know, probably sometime in time for Christmas at least. Uh, so I'm just hoping we're not
0: dealing with that by the end of December. Me
1: too. Okay. So I do, I have a medical issue going on that I'm a little bit concerned about. Okay. So the other day I was in the shower and I noticed I had this, um, soft protrusion at the top of my belly button. And it's like, I have a growth coming out of the top of my belly button.
0: Oh my God. You have a, what's it called? It's called a hernia you have a hernia.
1: It's my, Oh my God. Are you okay? I don't know. I mean, I feel fine, but like I felt this thing and I was like, Oh gosh. And then if I press on it, I can feel it like down in my like left side. And if I press on it a oh little my bit more, God. I can feel it in, in like my upper left side. And so, um, I have this protrusion coming out on top of my belly button that looks like this, uh, I don't know. It's it's like it's filled with like jelly or something like that. And so I, of course I had to Google it. And as we all would, if you had an odd protrusion coming out your body. Um, and it, it seems like I might have a, what and what a hernia is, I didn't, I've I've heard of a hernia and I've heard of like, Oh gosh, you don't want to strain yourself or you'll get a hernia. But I'm like, I don't really know what that is. Well, I went and looked it up and it's basically a breach of the abdominal wall that allows the contents of the abdomen, AKA your stomach, your small intestine, all of that to actually pop out of the lining of, of the abdomen. So, um, I'm, I'm going to the doctor next week because I think I might have a, a small hernia.
0: I am having a hard time over here that like the description of that is upsetting. Do you, can you put like, can you wrap an ACE bandage around it so it doesn't protrude anymore? I don't think they make them that big. An ACE bandage?
1: To wrap around my entire trunk area. (laughs) Like it's like, it's like above my belly button. Like what am I going to ACE bandage it to? Well, tape it down, (laughs) put a piece of tape on it or something like medical tape. Oh, now I just, I now I hold it and I take deep breaths and I try to pop it back into place. I've been doing that ever since I noticed it. Wait, pop it back into place? Well, if, if basically a piece of my small intestine has
0: breached oh my, my God. abdominal oh my God, wall. Oh my God, I'm not even kidding. Like you it's have got, to stop. It's, it's got to go back I, to where it came from. My butt hurts so bad. I'm having so much pain in my butt, in my lower back. Because I can't, I can't talk about it. What if it really is a piece of your small intestine? Like that is so freaking dangerous and you have to put put a cat and moose sticker on it. <laughs>
1: well, I'll put a cat and moose sticker on it. And in the meantime,
0: what time is it, Cat?
1: It's sticker time. I'll put one in an envelope that hasn't been stuck to my hernia uh, on its way to Delaware. It's on its way to you right now, Elizabeth. Thank you for writing in. So sticker time. It's sticker time. (laughs) Cat and Moose sticker time. Elizabeth in Delaware, you are the lucky recipient of not one, but two Cat and Moose stickers, neither of which have been attached to my hernia.
0: I am really sorry you're dealing with that. I'm not even kidding. That is a big fear of mine. (laughs) Not having... a big fear of something coming out of me (laughs) like like a horror movie where if it makes me think of like freddy krueger's face going through your stomach and like the skin stretching (laughs) over him yes i know exactly what what you're
1: talking about it makes me think of sigourney weaver in the movie alien exactly when that thing like tried to come out of her it's like (laughs) oh my god i literally feel like there's like a the Michelin tire man is trying to come out of my belly
0: button. Oh my. So how, how big is it? Cause I have a story about hernia that I just, I need to touch on. Um, so, you know, like those, uh, vending
1: machines, like when we were kids, that would be like 25 cents and you could get a little rubber bouncy ball out of it. Yeah. Yeah do you know what i'm talking about like yeah. like the bouncy balls that bounce really really high it's about the size of one of those it's it's like the size of a of, of like if a quarter was three-dimensional it's like the size of a three-dimensional quarter
0: okay no joke i think you should just put like a band-aid on it man just to hold it in like i <laughs> like think about it like everything around it is pushing it out and we don't know that could become a snake this dude i'm he's a client of mine and i'm not making this up Dude, he had a hot dog coming out of his belly. Same thing happened, like, right where his button was. That is called an erection. I hugged him one time, and (laughs) something touched me, and I jumped, and it was like a, it was the size of a pointer finger that was poking out of his shirt, and I felt so bad, because I I thought it was a pee dog at first, but it wasn't, it was his, it was like an index finger coming out of his belly, man, and you don't want that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you're right. I do not want an index finger
0: coming out of my belly. You're right. I don't want that. What was wrong with him? He had a hernia that he had to get fixed, and that weekend it got bigger. And I'm telling you that you've been down to tie those damn shoes, and that thing's gonna come out like a finger with a fingernail on it. And you're gonna wish you had taped that thing down. <laughs>
1: Well, you need to know for all of my time awake, since I have recognized this protrusion from my belly button and read about what it could possibly be, I have literally been holding it with my right hand until my hand just almost gets numb. And then I'll swap it out with my left hand, trying to just at least keep it where it is, if not kind of pop it back into place. Uh, But
0: seriously, Can't handle this, man. Like the idea of popping something back in place and thinking that could be an intestine. I am begging you at this point to wrap it up. I'm serious, man. That is so dangerous. You shouldn't be able to pop things back in place.
1: Okay. Well, I'll think about how to wrap it up. I just would need an ace bandage that's like 464 feet long to go around my entire body to keep that thing in
0: place. Just tape it down. Oh my God, that was enjoyable. Okay, so we have been sharing some poetry lately and uh, just different things that have inspired us. And it's been really cool to see the response from listeners writing in and sharing their favorite poems, and and uh, we had Tori write in and share hers, and we posted that on Instagram, and it was a Mary Oliver poem that's gorgeous. So please go check. And wasn't that out. her tattoo so cool? Isn't it great? Yeah. So she like she we'll have to post like it's a it's a poem from Mary Oliver that inspired her, and uh, she even got a tattoo based on it, which is so neat. Um, <clears throat> but speak in that vein, I started thinking about like this little community that we're creating and it's growing in an unbelievable way. We were um, recognized in Canada in one of the top podcasts (laughs) for comedy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, which the idea that this is comedy is fantastic because it just allows us to have no accountability whatsoever. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, So anyway, all that to say, I got thinking about like, you know, like what is our hope for the podcast even when we had this idea of creating a podcast i came to you and i was like look i have been wanting to do this for a few years now and you're like the only person who a gets my humor two, believes that you can also do spirituality stuff in the middle of all this i have no idea what it's going to be about but let's just try it and we you know we've created this thing that has kind of had a life of its own it's been so sweet to see and i was thinking like you know we talked about that Um, we wanted to have a place that people didn't take themselves like too seriously and, you know, that we often love to laugh at ourselves. So we hope we remind people of that, but also like we were talking about just like, ultimately, wouldn't it be neat if we created a place where we inspired people to find their like true North and to recognize their voice that they have inside of them? And stop listening to what everybody else thinks and things like that. And it's been so neat to see just what has been rising up. And um, it made me think about this Anne Lamott quote that I wanted to share. Okay. And then I have an initiative that we're going to do. Ooh, and okay. I can tell by looking at you over Zoom that you're nervous. But I am I'm going to share this okay. and see what <laughs> see what you think. Wait, what were we going to say? I was going to say, um, you know, you
1: describing what you've been describing just now, Moose, really reminds me of a quote from um, a, a friend who I really admire. And speaking of Canada, her name is Jan Arden. And one thing that I heard her say one time is that it is really hard being a person.
0: Oh my gosh. Isn't that so true? And you know,
1: and our podcast is about the quirks of being human and it just, it is like, and not just during COVID-19, but in life in general, it is really, really hard being a person.
0: I totally agree. I, and it excites me to like, see that there can be connection even online during COVID and seeing people respond and us going, what do you want us to talk about? You know, we'll talk about it. And I've been writing down all these ideas that I want us to cover. And <clears throat> we are listed in the comedy podcast, but hopefully or a comedy um, genre, but hopefully, you know, we're talking about real stuff that's happening. Like I want us to be able to cover things like grief and anxiety and panic. And, and, but again, like let's find ways to laugh through it. Otherwise, what's the point?
1: Right. I agree so, 100%. And and I also would like for us to be listed um, in the science category because I really like talking about things like comets and... Um, asteroids and meteor showers and all kinds of professor cat type stuff too so I hope at some point we'll become a credible voice in the
0: scientific community which even as I say it is totally laughable I thought you were kidding and I started laughing and then halfway through the laugh I'm like she's totally being serious and I just ordered a telescope <laughs> so I'm with you damn it we, I'm, I'm going to start I'm going to make that I like to switch up our categories and the subcategories. I'm gonna switch it up to science this week. Just see we're, what happens. we're basically gonna take the algorithm of all podcasts and just
1: absolutely screw it up so that nobody decides to listen.
0: <laughs> I think we should change the name of the podcast to Professor Cat and Moose. Great. Okay. So here is the Anne Lamott quote that I was talking about. Okay. I need you to close your eyes unless you're driving. I'm not driving. Uh, uh, It
1: would be a little scary if I was driving and you could see, um, the wall of my office in the background.
0: I was talking to our listeners. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. What if you wake up someday and you're 65 or 75 and you never got your memoir or novel written or you didn't go swimming in those warm pools and oceans all those years because your thighs were too jiggly and you had a big, nice, comfortable tummy. Or you were so strung out on perfectionism and people-pleasing that you forgot to have a big, juicy, creative life of imagination and radical silliness and staring off into space like when you were a kid. It's going to break your heart, so don't let this happen. Anne Lamott. Ooh, that's so good. I am all about some jiggly thighs, number one. In a big comfy stomach right here. Don't believe right it. Here. Go see the last Instagram post <laughs> about the trauma couch. <laughs> the trauma couch. I literally text Kat and said, Are you okay if I post the video of the trauma couch? And she was like, Let me see it first. I am definitely the one flopping around. Like, you. It, I'm the one that had fun and you're the one with the trauma, but I look like I'm in pain on that thing. (laughs) It looked to
1: me like you were having a ton of fun, but there was that one time when like you went kind of outside the wake and it did the bounce thing and like your legs and then your entire body like raised (laughs) up and hit and raised up and hit. And I was like, I was so worried that you were going to break every bone in your body on that thing.
0: (laughs) I was having so much fun. And speaking of needing like a change of pace, when we all get COVID negative, we got to go back out. But you, did you get rid of it? Oh, I sent the trauma
1: couch, but yeah, we talked about this on the last episode. I sent the trauma couch back to Amazon and got a $218 credit, although I had to spend like $74 to ship it because it weighed more than I do. And so, yes, I did get rid of the trauma couch and um, I used my credits to you know, buy some household things like Tide
0: Pods and stuff like that. Oh, that's boring. You got to buy more therapy couches.
1: You know what I should have bought? And this is something that we have to talk about is I should have bought a slip and slide.
0: So I had a friend of mine. We seriously have to. Yeah,
1: we have to. And we've got to video that and we've got to put it on Instagram and get people to show us their videos from being on a slip and slide. As a matter of fact, if you have videos of you or your people being on a slip and slide, please send videos our way at Cat and Moose Podcast. So my thing is this, is I was talking to a friend the other day and he said that he took a day off of work and that his, his daughters wanted to have like kind of a fun day and play games outside and stuff like that. So they bought this giant slip and slide that he decided to go on and he's not been on a slip and slide in like a decade and he said cat he's like as i threw my body onto the ground onto the slip and slide like i realized like i am decades older than the last time i did this and i might be breaking every bone in my body and so of course didn't I had we to talk col- about
0: that on the last episode we didn't oh.
1: No, we talked about it on the phone the other day, and we talked about talking about it on this episode. And so then when I brought it to you to say, hey, isn't this so cool that our friend Brian went and bought a slip and slide and you know his kids got to play on it and stuff like that, you invited me over to your house. Do you remember about that?
0: Yeah. Honestly, I have a great hill in the back of my house. It's very short, somewhat steep, and it has a fence at the bottom of it. So I think we just go down the hill and and we'll be safe because there's a fence. So we're we're going to we're going to put water on the slip and slide.
1: We're going to roll the slip and slide down the hill and thank God the fence is going to stop us. So basically like we're going to break bones as we throw our bodies down the slip and slide and then we're gonna slam into the fence and break the other bones. Is that
0: the plan? No, because I have a plan. I have okay. a plan. Okay. I think that your friend is correct that slip and slide is dangerous over the age of 35. So so we should. I do think it. we need to buy a bunch of mattress toppers and lay <laughs> like three of them and lay those side <laughs> by side on the actual hill and then put a few against the fence. I'm being serious because at least it'll be cushioned. You know what I mean? Like the real thick, like four to six inch toppers. Pretty much like memory foam toppers yeah like memory foam yeah and yeah. then we put the slip and slide on top of it i am totally game to do <laughs> so, that so then are. we can remember the trauma because it will be imprinted on the memory foam <laughs>
1: that's amazing Why didn't and i'll just we like keep the trauma I, couch and put it against the fence <laughs> and then we just bump <laughs> it into the couch and next time i go on a hike with my therapist because that's what we do now is i'm going to just take this giant piece of memory foam and i'm just going to point at it
0: and i'm going to go this is my trauma right here for you to look at (laughs) (laughs) wait are you still going on hikes with her um well
1: i only see her every other week and so um i i see her this coming wednesday so it has not been discussed if we are meeting in person or not but i think until my covid test comes back i have a feeling she'll probably want to meet online and until we know that i'm negative
0: because we didn't talk about this on the last episode, but instead of meeting online, she's asked you to walk and hi- walk and talk, but yep. we learned that it was more of a hike. Yeah. She, it was like up a she, hill. Uh,
1: um, she offered it in, yeah, in exactly those terms. She was like, hey, I was thinking since like for the foreseeable future, we're not going to be meeting in person at the office. Would you be interested in kind of experimenting with me? so of course I'm like, yes, of course. Like if anything cool I can do with my therapist, I'm going to do it. And, um, and she's like, let's, let's do like a walk and talk thing. Would you be interested? And I said, yes. And so, um, so we went walking on this trail, but I kept choosing, like, she kind of left it up to me, like the direction that we went and I kept choosing directions that seemed to lead us to a place that would go straight uphill. And so I, (laughs) I, I, I literally, I was like, I finally said to her, I was like, I can't, I can't walk up that hill and talk to you at the same time. Like I can't do both. And she's like, well, you're welcome to to walk slower. Like we can do this at your pace. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just not going to walk up a hill period. I can barely breathe doing that. So, um, it was a good experience because it was fun to see her in person and, and it was fun to be out in nature and kind of moving our bodies and being able to have the, the different things that you have when you have the air and the sky and the trees and all the things. But I just couldn't do the, I just can't do like, um, uh, what's it called power X elevation or 90 X or what's the, the exercise thing? P 90 X. Yeah. P. I can't do P90 X and talk therapy at the same time. I just can't do them both.
0: Yeah. I'm with you. Honestly, I, next time you do go out with her, um come over to my house first. We'll open up my hiking box and I'm going to outfit you in like uh one of those little backpacks that has like a water container thing in it and I'll get you like a camel pouch in my actual Headband with the flashlight on the front of it, and you can show up with hiking poles and just be like, "Look, man, last time I'm ready. was no joke. I could even put some
1: oxygen up on you." Oh, that'd be amazing! I could have oxygen going into my nose, and then in the camel pouch that I'm wearing on the back, full of water, I could just have vodka in there. That'd be amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to the initiative of all the juicy living that we just described. Um, so I legitimately was so challenged by reading that again. And I was like, okay, what if instead of us setting these goals of like, for me, like, you know, I'm, I'm constantly trying to write this book that I, I have in my head. And I'm it feels so overwhelming, even like 20 minutes a day to commit to writing, which I know I have to do. So don't throw any quotes at me here but um I was like instead of like those kind of goals what if we created goals where like once a week we're gonna do like some juicy living you know like we're gonna it doesn't have to be dangerous especially if you're our age with six broken ankles um <laughs> but I I was like what if you think about a time when you threw caution to the wind and you did something creative or out of the ordinary and you felt free like I I I remember in my junior year of college, I went to school in Baltimore and um, I met this girl and everybody called her Schindler. It was her last name. Amazing person. Still keep in touch with her. But she was truly one of the most free people I had ever met at that point in my life. And I was like 19 or whatever. And she was a musician and just a straight up hippie. Like, You know, people say like, I totally buy all my clothes at thrift shops. Like, no, she really did. She really did. Part of it was because she liked it. And part of it was like that was just who she was. Like, why would you spend full price on something? Mm -hmm. And I remember like her talking me into like skipping classes. And I was like such a good little child at that point. And one day she's like, get in the car. Are you good? Let's just skip class today. And I'd never really done that in my life. And I was like, yeah, let's go. So we go out to this reservoir in Maryland that was, like, beautiful. It was just fields of grass. I didn't even know what a reservoir was at that point. And she, like, th- I mean, it's, like, something from, like, a mo- like a John Green movie. Like, she, like, throws this camera at me. She starts changing into, like, all this hippie clothes. And she was a musician. She was like, let's just do a photo shoot. And so, like, she's, like, running through the grass, like, basically um, – I almost said Field of Dreams. What's that show? <laughs> <laughs> Julie Andrews? Uh, uh, the sound of music. <laughs> like, sound of music bullshit. You know, like she's just like dancing and like, isn't this amazing? And I'm th- this is literally what I thought. Is she hearing music in her head that I do not hear? Like, I remember yeah. thinking that because yeah. her, her, the way she lived was just so carefree and not even like, there was nothing about her that was like, Oh, that's sweet. No, it was like legitimately who she was. And she brought so much life into, into my world because she was just not afraid. She just was wild and free, which I know not for everyone is what they dream of, but I thought it would be so fun to do something where we're like, all right, you know, just do hashtag cat moose and post something and tell us like, this is something I did that's outside of the ordinary. Yeah. Where you're just like wild and free.
1: And, and what did you call it? Like a moist life, a juicy, a juicy life. You want to live a (laughs) juicy life. I mean, you can tag us about your moist life too, if you want to, but yeah. So, so what are you going to do in your life? That's juicy. Like for me, it was in my last appointment with my bodywork therapist where, you know, we have a few minutes to chat before we do like the pressure points and stuff like that. And we were talking about something that really, really made me angry. And, and she didn't make me angry, but the topic did. And she was like, okay, what do you want to do with that anger? And I said, I want to pick up my water bottle and I want to chuck it across this field that we're standing in. And she was like, well then do it. And I was like, oh, that's scandalous. Like no way. And, and she was like, "Cat, do it. And so I literally took the water bottle and I like reared back and I threw it as far as I could and it didn't explode, but like it dented it and it messed up the little valve where you drink the water or whatever. And then we yeah. had this whole exercise afterwards where I kind of learned about each step of the process of me throwing that water bottle and how, if I can learn how to process that anger, slow motion, I can probably deal with my anger more effectively. You know, it was really cool, but doing something that just felt so absurd, like I'm just going to chuck this across the field. It's not going to hurt anybody, not going to hurt her, hurt me or whatever. So I, we would love to hear about what are you going to do? That's just wild and crazy and free. And please, please include videos so that we can share it.
0: I love that story, by the way, of you chucking that water bottle. You always say like... I don't have anger. I don't really have anger, which you are two that goes to eight. So you have
1: anger. I've got plenty of anger. I just don't, I don't really know how to, I have to be in a really, really, really safe place to feel like I can truly express my anger. Um, I think part of that that is being a people pleaser and, and, and all of that. But if, if I find myself in a really safe place, I can, I can get pretty expressive about my anger and I'm, I'm never going to like, you know, do anything harmful to somebody else or myself or whatever. But it's like, it felt really good to chuck that water bottle across that field that day.
0: I love that. So if you need to chuck something or if you need, we're trying to get you to a moist life. That's what we're looking <laughs> for here, people. We want you to have a very moist, juicy life. We'd love to see your pictures, your stories, whatever. Send them in at hello at cat podcast.com. And follow the example of our
1: listener, Tori, and send us pictures. I loved seeing your Weimerammer, Tori. She or he is so beautiful. The dog's name is Isla, I-S-L-A. And I couldn't tell that. I think that might be a girl's name. But either way, Tori, thank you for the pictures of Isla. And thank you for the pictures of your tattoo. Thank you, Elizabeth, for writing in and asking for stickers. And I, I do have one more question for you, Moose. What? How many times a week do you have to redo... A load of laundry because it spoils in the washing machine.
0: Oh my gosh. Sarah just said this the other day. She literally smelled her sweatshirt and said, Man, I gotta take these clothes out sooner. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Well, here's the problem: is nobody everybody is cool with putting the clothes in the washer. Yes. It's the transfer Mm -hmm. from the washer to the dryer. And then the dryer stays full. And so then what you do is you put more clothes in the washer, (laughs) but you can't take them out because you know good as well good good and well that you cannot do that unless you fold those damn clothes. And then you fold them and you don't put them away. Right. And so then they
1: get stacked up and then you start pulling off of the stack and then you don't know which is dirty and which is clean. And and also like just bending over and well, at least my wash machine is a top loader. I don't know. I think
0: yours is a front loader, right? that's a personal question <laughs> well for me yes mine I think loads from the front
1: <laughs> i think that's where i got my hernia is from my my uh clothes washing machine what the f- i think that's <laughs> <laughs> please keep this in here sir <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think that's where I got my hernia is my washing machine is a top loader. And so I have to basically lean my entire, no my, and I'm a tall woman. I'm a big, tall woman, but I've got to lean my whole body over in the washing machine to pull up these waterlogged clothes and then heave them into the dryer. Like talk about why I have a hernia. I just answered my own problem. I need a different washing machine. Anyway, spoiled clothes are so gross to me and I can't tell you I think this week alone I have done three loads of the same load of laundry because I leave that shit in there and then it just gets room temperature and it spoils and it just is such a waste
0: and you know when you go in to hug someone and they've got some mildew on them you know exactly what happened. what happened I need to back up for a second though Again, we think we are going to get on a f***ing slip and slide and go down a hill into a fence, and your intestines are coming out and <laughs> doing laundry.
1: I think that my doctor next week is gonna say no on the slip and slide. <laughs> Dude, I we are not doing that slip and slide until you patch that shit up. Okay, so I've been <laughs> You're right. I'm not going to do a slip and slide until they patch up my hernia for sure. So here's what happened the last time I did laundry after I spoiled the same load three different times. Um, I occasionally um, watch a puppy for a friend of mine. And this friend is an older lady. Um, She's kind of a, a, a mentor friend. And she has a dog whose name is Nash, like for Nashville. And, and basically like I'll, I'll babysit Nash for a few hours, like, you know, once every other week or whatever, just to give her a break from her dog. Cause he's a puppy. He's still learning how, you know, to behave himself. And so when I unloaded the thing that gave me the hernia, when I unloaded this load of laundry into the dryer and then turned it on to dry it, I was like, okay, I'm finally going to fold these clothes. Well, I get all these clothes out of there and I have some t-shirts, I have some tank tops, I have some shorts, and then I would pick up a pair of of underwear from the dryer and the entire crotch was missing
0: oh my gosh I can't even talk about this out of
1: seven pair of underwear the crotch looked like it had been eaten by a great white shark
0: and you didn't know this when you put them in the I washer? I didn't,
1: I didn't, because everything was just in my, like, like in a pile yeah, yeah. in the corner of my bedroom. And so I guess what had happened is Nash had, <laughs> Nash- I know what happened. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> and so literally, I was like, I only have three pair of underwear to my name, because, and I, so I coined him the
0: crotch ninja. <laughs> Okay, that puppies do that. It's not okay that he's got seven of my crotches in his belly. <laughs> oh my! Seven of my crotches. <laughs> Here are things we love. Miss, what are you loving up on this week well i am loving up on the everyday medical umbilical hernia belt for men and women <laughs> abdominal hernia binder for belly button <laughs> navel hernia support relieves pain for incisional epigastric ventral inguinal hernia <laughs> And I just ordered your ass one off of Amazon. It will be there tomorrow and you better wrap that thing up <laughs> okay, cuz I don't need I a finger coming out of your stomach. Well, that
1: last thing that you? you said, I think I think the pronunciation is inguinal and what does it mean? I don't know. I'm just reading. Inguinal—I mean, I've just gone through physiology, and I'm taking anatomy. Okay, so inguinal means in the groin. So there's actually a hernia of the groin. So imagine if your friend's hernia—that was like a finger sticking out of his belly button—was in his groin.
0: <laughs> it looks like a double P dog.
1: <laughs> the double dog. <laughs> double dog down. Tell me on about the inguinal the- hernia wrap. I will be wearing this until I go to my doctor's appointment. Thank you very much.
0: Okay. You're welcome. Tell me about something you love. Something I am
1: really loving up on. Okay. So during COVID, we've had all kinds of, Um, podcast scenarios. Like at first we were doing stuff together and then we realized, oh my gosh, we all have to quarantine. And so then we were doing stuff apart. And so Sarah like rigged me up a system and she rigged you up a system and it was, you know, kind of, kind of hair pinned together with a bunch of things that I don't know how she made them all work together. Well, what I ended up doing at Sarah's encouragement is I ended up going and getting all the same equipment that she has. And I am loving my Rode Procaster board and I am loving my Rode mic stand. So I think Rode is really rocking it for the podcast world right now. And also my Rode mic. So I'm just loving my Rode equipment. I'm loving the Rode Procaster. I'm loving the Rode microphone boom. And I'm loving the Rode microphone for the Cat and Moose podcast. So snap, snap, snap and clap, clap back for Rode and making those of us doing podcast sound even better than we already and two
0: cats point of the roadcaster pro which is our favorite equipment we also love buzzsprout which helps everyone launch a podcast and it's super easy if you use them so we have an affiliate link and if you want to check that out as well read it in the notes special thanks to our producer sarah reed To find out more, go to catandmoosepodcast.com. Cat and Moose is a BP production.